The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What is up, Brigade? Welcome into the most fun day of the week. Is it? It is. It is. Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralta, we come to you each and every Friday. RCF, which you guys have taken over. Look, when Dave said this, I think you called Roll Call Friday out like the second month of the show. Yep. This is episode 299. So probably somewhere around episode like 30, maybe 40. You said... Why don't we do a thing every Friday? Because people are in the chat. Why don't we do a thing called Roll Call Friday where I'm going to go through the chat and I'm going to yell out who's here. Yeah. Did not expect it to become a thing where we have a Roll Call Friday thread (laughs) on the Discord channel because so many people are doing their own Roll Call Friday videos in order for Mikey Awesome to get them all. He can't keep track of all of them. So now he's asking for, or SoCal DJ and set it up where now we have a thread in the Discord channel, bvbshow.com slash chat to come on in, be a part of that. <laughs> so now people are just populating. They're putting their videos, their own Roll Call Fridays into the chat, into the Discord channel. <laughs> How it's good is this? How good is this? It's unbelievable. We got people in Pittsburgh like Raymaker512 doing his own Roll Call Friday videos. We got Dan in Tennessee, all oranged up. With the orange glasses, the orange Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. He even had a juice hat. I don't even know where he got that thing, well, but he had they, it on his head. You doing buy a doing a roll call Friday, you know, welcome video. We've had production guys like um well, uh, Sonic does videos and, and, and memes. Sonic. Yeah. Uh, just it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's happening every Fun. single week. I love it. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. And then to watch the chat roll is awesome. And it's on the screen. Oh. If you're watching on Sports Grid, how are you guys on a Friday? If you guys are watching live on YouTube or Twitter, we often say this. If you aren't part of the show, and if you guys are on Twitter, I get it. Sometimes it's easier to watch the show on Twitter. It's but fine. if you ever have the time to slip over to the YouTube channel, just being in the chat is is something that Dave's daughter, my daughter, like the, the kids are in it. It's just a really cool thing to be a part of. If you have not in it today, they're in no. school. Thank you. They goodness. better not be in that shit today. <laughs> no, thank goodness. No, but they're in there. So you guys can, you know, RCF has become a really big and fun thing for us. It's a countdown. It's a, a really neat thing. And this is episode 299 for us. Monday will be episode 300. And it's Amazing. neat. It's very neat. Amazing. And like, for you guys that are here right now, I'm going to just do a quick, you know, present and accounted for first at the top of the show, and then we'll m- meet it in the middle. We got a couple guests today. Yep. We got uh, Zach from WagerWire coming on. Nikki. We got Nikki Kalikas, the, the uh, odds maker down at Circa for the UFC, which we are now credited 
credentialed media people. I'm going to the fights tomorrow. I can't believe it. It's going to be so much. I can't wait to watch your reaction to the whole thing. It's going to be fun. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, but, uh, yeah, before we, uh, before we start, I mean, Farah put together an unbelievable video kind of commemorating our basically, you know, just travels. Well, just no, just people. Guests. Yeah, like it was just the people we've had on the air. It was like a, it was a nice it, little quick, dumb walk down memory lane with Chris right. Andrews or, you know, our, our recent talk with Derek Stevens. You know, just a cool little, you know, yeah. snapshot of what we've done. Of everything in between, you know, and there was, you know, the trip to the Super Bowl and then this Both. year's Super Bowl, you know, yeah. L.A. first, Phoenix this year. And and Pat McAfee and the boys and Tone and Gumpy and everybody's showing in their A.J. Hawk and just and I'm not dropping names and you guys can pick them up if I drop them. You guys pick us up every day right here on the show. So. If you haven't seen it, we post it on all our shows, socials. If you're not following at Boston versus the book on Twitter, or at least in the discord, B P roll, tell them the discord show.com slash chat. show.com slash chat. And again, let's, let's roll it back quick right now before we get started. So we can get right to it and, and get Zach ready to come in quick. Whitrock holding it down in Iowa. Listen today, when you come in, Please put where you're from. So we are going to do the Dan Patrick name. Wait, <laughs> no, 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 no. Just put yeah. your name where you're from in the okay. chat. Cause I'm going to give them the names real quick. We got Kevin Whitrock, Roger Long, Mikey. Awesome. Of course, chef Benny, um, gentle condor. Welcome, sir. Ooh. Haven't seen you before, but congratulations Ooh. to you as well. Josh Garland, but hall, Kyle Meyer, Sonic, as always, brother, thank you, sir. Get that hat put together, whatever you want. You got one coming. Um, Jim Montgomery, the coach of the Bruins. Look at that. <laughs> different, Jim. That's Monty in Philly. That's Jim Monty in Philly. Roger Nader, senior member of the brigade, holding it down in the Midwest. I believe he's in Indiana. JC from KC is from KC, but lives in Cleveland, and he looks damn good in that elf hat. That that elf looks good on you, sir. Um, it's I've worn it. It's okay. Um, we got Jay Dalbets and Mrs. Jay Dalbets, another East Coast couple that are doing the uh, BVB thing. How about this? In, Indianapolis, Vegas, oh. Arizona, Iowa, Illinois, North Carolina, Indiana, Virginia, Long Island, South Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, oh West Virginia. What the? It's all over the place. That's <laughs> all over the place, son. It's pretty cool. That's what these people say. You guys are just Vegas guys. No, we're not just Vegas. We're living Vegas. We're right. worldwide. It's Mr. Cool. 305, you know, Pitbull, he was Mr. 305, but we're Mr. 702 and everywhere else. Forget about Oregon, it. Oregon, Washington State, Colorado, Eric Pizzano, Daryl Stout, Chris D, Raider Nation, N-A-Y-S-H-U-N. Congratulations, sir. Travis is from Wager from from LA at Wager Wire headquarters. Well, that's good. He should be there. Actually, yeah. we're going to see him in a couple of weeks when they come here. Yeah. If they don't call us this time, they're out. That's it. No, no <laughs> pressure, beat Travis. Them. You're out. They All run right? too hard here. They're, they run too fast. Well, Vegas can get a hold of people and do some <laughs> do some stranger things. Mm. So, maiden Upside focus, um, horse guy. 
who bad reps risk guys, but I don't mind that because most risk guys are kind of crazy. <laughs> um, they, they don't get it. North Nick, County, San Diego. Is that nice? North County. Nice. Very nice. Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. it. Every part of San Diego is nice. Like what's not Nick, nice in San Diego? How, do you, uh, how, how are you mad living in San Diego? You have to be like the happiest traffic, person ever. Traffic makes you mad. Traffic All can right. make you mad. Nick S. Nate S. BetSmart US. Tyler. Tennessee. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. Kyle Meyer. Uh, Francisco Ochoa representing. Got the new hat. He's out in the California. San Diego. North part of town. That's uh, right, right. North County, San Diego. Oh, that's where he's at? Yeah. Okay. I thought he was in Northern California. That's where um, well, look at this. baseball, double we, nickels, and big Irv Gaudi are at doing their thing. Irv, we're going to play golf someday. I'm telling you, you got to keep moving. Get your ass up yeah. and walking because you and I are going to go play of nine holes, if nothing else. We don't have to play. Ante is here, Cleveland to Vegas. But then look at B, B squared bar down, Colorado heading to Boston to see the Bs. Going to watch the Bruins. It's too early for the Boston Bruin bullshit. Seriously. Oh, no, we're starting that. It's it, We're starting that. It's the first thing. You mean that vibe? It's the first vibe. It's the first topic of the day. Out of the gate, we're talking about the Bruins. Marcelo under Travis Geiger. Anti with nine E's. Holy here. cow. The boys are all here. Are there any girls in the house? Please represent yourself. We had Lauren. Lauren, the better. Give us a nice shout out this morning on the, on the retweet yeah. of the um, video. video. Her first ever media appearance. Show. I said, listen, up. everybody what? remembers their first. Everybody <laughs> remembers their first, Lauren. I sent her a text. What? Was that wrong? What are you talking about? What? Stop shaking your head. Oh my. We're going what? down that we're, we're, we're going down that that road on a Friday. All right. <laughs> it's roll call Friday. We got Zach sitting in there in some office already, got his shot all set up. He's he, you know, he better bring the energy. I mean, he, 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 bring, he's got energy. He's got energy. He didn't we know even that. Bring anything to us when he came to town, induct us for two days. It's he, unacceptable. They, I'm gonna bury him when he gets on. <laughs> I'm gonna bury him. You we come tried. to town and you tell us you're coming. And then you say, oh, I can't make it. Well, no, I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, just to be fair, it wasn't all that. It was partly us and me and like we were trying to coordinate and they were going right. I was going left. That's true. They were driving in different lanes. They so were they were trying, lane. you know, they were going to the Vegas thing. We were, I was going downtown. I went to Circa, see you. And we were trying to figure that whole coordination thing. So it's not all on them. It's, it was just one of those things, you know, it's That's fine. Wow. It's hard to coordinate at times when it's a Vegas trip. It is. It is. Maddie, you can bring on Zach whenever you want. If, if he's ready to go in the background oh, for, ready? for, for, for he's, in the, he's in the green room. So we'll go ahead and go in. Yeah. The, the VG, they're liking that Vegas hat, Dave. The chat's enjoying the Vegas hat. Oh, there he yeah. is. Whoa, there he is. What there is up, Zach? Dr. Wager Wire. What is up? Welcome to BVB. What up? What up? Really happy to be on here, man. On a roll call Friday too, and show two ninety nine. I didn't realize I was going to be on two ninety nine. Yeah, it's a big special show. Um, first oh, of yeah. all, before the people ask, I'll ask: Is Doctor your last name, and are you a medical professional? <laughs> I only play one on TV, but yeah, it actually is my real last name. And uh, you know, could have been Doctor Doctor, but instead went uh, <laughs> went to start a sports betting company instead. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we we do our best to tell the folks what Wager Wire is, but it's a heck of a lot easier for you considering you are the one that started it and running it. So for those people who are just tuning in, first time, what is Wager Wire? What are you guys doing, and what is coming down the pike for you? Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, Wager Wire is it 
a marketplace for active sports bets. So what we're building here really is going to be, you know, StubHub for your bets. You could get a fair market price for your bet. You could think of it also as a way to cash out at a fair value instead of taking these cash out offers that the sports books are offering you that mm. are total trash. So really what we're doing is bringing this marketplace into uh, sports books that you that everyone already bets with. Like we're partnering with sportsbook operators so that you could sell your online and mobile bets on our platform. And then we've got a plug-in version of this too. So you'll be seeing over the next couple of years rolling out, Sportsbooks will have this right inside their apps where you can actually now post your bet for sale and buy other people's bets and just create this whole you know liquid marketplace around bets is what we're doing. So it's it's both paper tickets and virtual tickets. So you can do it like you don't have to have a paper ticket now to kind of put your ticket up for sale on WagerWire. That's right. I mean, actually, we're not even going to take paper tickets. You know, overall, just moving towards the online tickets. You know, I think already nationwide, it's 90% of the volume. So, what we really set out to do is take this tech first approach for this. I know there are, you know, this kind of does exist in the paper ticket world where you can sell your bet and mail it out to somebody. But, you know, who's going to the post office these days? I don't go to the post office for much. Uh, definitely not to uh, go mail a bet ticket around. So, what we set out to do is really figure out the way to do this for online bets. And, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds to figure that out. Right. There's a lot of regulations you have to dig into, and then you got to, you know, have a real tech first approach to it. Uh, so that's what me and my co-founders, Travis, who sounds like he's in the brigade, uh, <laughs> uh, in the roll call as well. And yeah. my other co-founder guy. So we've been building this for a couple of years now, and then we're going to be rolling it out. It's starting to, uh, you know, it's going to come to fruition People will start to see the app this year, and then we'll just keep trying to plug in more and more sports books over time. Um, like right now that people can go and put their email address in to get updates, right? That's what right. is What's the timeline? Like when someone does that, what are you guys hoping for here in 2023? So our app should be releasing this spring uh, pretty soon, pretty shortly. We actually submitted it to the App Store. We're kind of in that App Store purgatory right now. Mm. Um, but it should be coming soon. So definitely encourage people to go to the website, wagerwire.com, plug in your email. Also, give us a follow on Twitter. You know, we're real big on Twitter. Uh, we've got a good community out there. We're doing Twitter Spaces shows all the time. Uh, we'd love to have you guys on one soon. Yeah. Where would they follow on Twitter, Zach? You got to drop that. These these people aren't, listen, they're loyal. They're great people. They're not real good with the spelling or the <laughs> math. Give it to them like right away. Tell um, them where to follow you. At WagerWire for the company. And then you got my at WagerWire CEO up there too. I see. Yeah, that, That's for you individually, but the company yeah. at WagerWire. Very at simple. WagerWire, that's where most of the action happens. That's where we're hosting the shows from and okay. everything like that. Yeah. Um, All right, so, so, so let, let's pretend that WagerWire is up in, in you guys, someone could use it right now as we head towards the NCAA tournament. What types of things are you guys going to make available? Is it all going to be futures? Is it going to be, you know, individual games? Like what types of wagers will be available for purchase and or shopping? Yeah, so really any bet that our partner sportsbooks originate, we could trade on our site. I think futures and parlays, those are the real obvious stuff, right? You place right. your bet early in the year. You know, you predicted that Purdue was going to be really strong this year. Maybe you want to take some chips off the table now, make right. a little profit. It's basically like a people could think of it as another way to not have to really hedge the same way they did before, right? You know, now if you have a really good future, you place it earlier in the year, you've got that hedge equity and you can play off of that. But that's actually not super efficient way to do it, right? You got to put up more money onto these other bets. You got to kind of pick which teams to try to hedge on. Right. And thus, what if you sold a quarter of your bet, get all your initial money back, and then be able to play the rest of it risk-free. 
So you're going to actually be able to do like partial sales and fractional. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is this the part where AMP roll? I I did read the rundown. I did check everything, but is this the part where I asked Zach about UCLA being an actual team that could win the whole fucking thing? Oh, he got his own hats. He got his own hats. I'm not not shit on Zach, but I had to do it. Lean forward so the people can see what that is. What is is that? Is it Carolina? It's a UCLA Bruins hat. It's just a a Bruins hat. Yeah, yeah. It's a very old Bruins hat. So I stumped you guys, huh? Tell me why you think the Bruins. Why wouldn't you sell a UCLA Bruins ticket to win the whole thing right now, Zeke? Get out. I I feel like we got a pretty good shot at it this year, you know? But we were also – favorites pretty early or we were in the top team start from the start so you're probably not sitting on a ton of value on your futures if you put them on early in the season with the Bruins we're kind of right where everyone thought we'd be but uh but yeah I do think we're geared up to make a pretty big run and I mean Arizona scares me a little bit tomorrow night to be honest Saturday night big yeah. game at the Pauley Pavilion they're gonna be what's that like trade? on yeah what's that like Zach you guys are obviously have gone to UCLA so you guys know the the, the to go to Pauley I've never been there like oh, yeah. how fun is it to be there like what's the atmosphere like oh man it's it's a hell of an atmosphere yeah people will be lining up for a big game like this tomorrow people will be lining up you know way way in advance maybe even camping out tonight i wouldn't be shocked and then uh they actually revamped the whole stadium a couple years ago too so it's nice it's new i think you can even drink beers in there nowadays too. whoa whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah <laughs> we don't need that we don't need yeah. that. Right. why not let's go it's kind of rare on a college campus they got a bar in there for alumni i think um uh, and yeah it's it's a hell of an environment i was hearing you you haven't even been there dave either i thought i heard that the other day. i have not been there uh i've been meaning to get there i almost wanted to get in a car last night and drive there to go watch them beat arizona state um turned out they won and covered that was pretty easy the game tomorrow i will be a little bit busy i had intentions of coming for the game tomorrow now that i know you're a big wig insider alumni <laughs> guy i'm going to come and just you know find you and then get you to get me the tickets so i could walk into this supposed bar but me and p rock got to cover the ufc tomorrow so right. we're gonna be at the fights so okay, well. can't come but are you coming to town anytime soon for the madness, like what, what what's Rage Wire got going on? Maybe for the madness. Yeah, man, we got to get out there. Uh, I know we missed you last time. Yeah, that's okay. You, that's, you, okay. Yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Blended on uh, us. That's okay. No problem. No problem. We're 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 yeah, fifteen we're, to twenty minutes away from the strip, and with a little bit of a head in, in advance, we could make yeah. things work. So that, yeah, that let's, we'll let's that's make good. it happen next time. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent, make it happen. Yeah. We were yes. playing a little text tag last time. Couldn't quite make it happen. Uh, couldn't align the calendars. It's Vegas. We'll it's Vegas. There. Yeah, we'll totally be there. All right, but before we let you go, I, I I want to talk a little bit about a future wager that kind of give people an example of what we're talking about here with WagerWire, what you guys are going to be able to do. So you you identified an a an email or sorry a text tweet from Ben Fox who works for our friend at Veasan, and a better at Caesars made two future wagers on the Kings. Okay, right. So this is for Sacktown? this. It's on Sacktown. Ten thousand dollars at seven fifty to one. And eight thousand dollars at three fifty to one. Oh, you got the hat for this, huh? I oh, he has hats for everything. So that would be a combined investment of eighteen thousand with a ten point three million dollar return. Kind yeah, of nuts. Kind that's of nuts. that's the tweet from our friend Ben Fox. Yeah, 
I love that this guy backed it up after putting 10 grand down at 750. He just doubles down on the 8K at 350. This guy yeah. is, you know, not yeah. messing around. You know? Right. So, what is, if you had that ticket, what could you do with it on WagerWire? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a prime example, right? Now they've gone up, they've had a great start of the season. Um, I actually went through, we're, we're posting our bet value calculator onto our website uh, just next week, and people will be able to go in and actually type in and find out what the value of their bet is. I plug this in. This one right now would be worth over a hundred grand on a fair market value. I don't know if they're offering this guy a cash out. I think it would be a, as high as 130 grand on a fair market value. Cause now the odds have moved, right? They were 751 back then. Now they're, you know, yeah. I think 7,500 the last I saw at season. Mm -hmm. So on that exact bet, you know, maybe you want to bank 25 grand of profit, sell a quarter of it and then let the rest ride. Maybe you want to even sell more than that, depending. I don't know if you believe in the Kings, but they're having a hell of a year. So that's a pretty prime example. Obviously, that's a huge dollar signs on that thing. But yeah. those are tough ones, right? What are you going to do? He's got all this hedge equity. He's got hundreds of thousands of dollars of like hedge equity. But is he going to go put that on the Bucks, the Celtics? Like, what are you, what are you really going to do? What if someone out of left field just ends up winning it and then you didn't hedge on the right team? So yeah. those are the exact kind of situations where being able to sell your bet is just going to open up all this new optionality, all these new strategies you could do. Last one for me, Z. The chat is going crazy trying to figure out what kind of doctor you would actually be. And I know with the last name doctor, you've been asked this question before. So I will ask you right now for the brigade because they're like Z, medicinal doctor, Z, other kind of doctor, someone <laughs> even threw in gynecologist. Oh, I don't know. Uh, 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 okay. I'm just saying, okay. just an amateur. what kind of doctor would you be, sir, if you could be an actual MD? Oh, man, that's a good question. I actually don't get that one that often. <laughs> no, I'd be a sports doctor, obviously. Right? Oh, there we go. Oh. I'd be a 49ers doctor, you know? That's what I want to do. Is that, is that yeah. a Garnet jersey signed behind you? Those are both signed behind me. Yeah. Wow. He's like a Wolves Garnet jersey and a Rice Niners jersey signed behind him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the so Rice one, I mean, I grew up in the Bay Area. I actually went to high school with Jerry Rice Jr. and oh. college because he came to UCLA. We were in the same class. Oh. Um. So, yeah, huge Niners, huge Jerry fan. And then Garnett's just just the man. I mean, those T-Wolves those years were so epic. And the jersey itself, I love the I love the. Oh, Zach, go watch the Kevin Garnett Anything is Possible documentary. I just watched it, finished oh. watching it last night. It is amazing. If you like Kevin Garnett, no it's way. amazing. And it's more Celtics bullshit for Matt. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. that what it is. Right. Zach, give the website out again for folks that want to go drop their email in there to find out when you guys are going to launch the app. Absolutely. Go to wagerwire.com, put in your email there. Give us a follow on Twitter at wagerwire as well. And you're going to keep seeing us. We're doing these Friday market reports with BVB. So you can definitely keep following the story through uh, through BVB here as well. But we should be downloading the app in uh, relatively short order. So it's it's an exciting time. Awesome. Zach, thank you for the time, man. Have a good weekend. We'll talk soon. Right? See you, doctor of love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, doctor from Wager Wire, CEO, <laughs> joining us here on BVB on Roll Call Friday. Hey, what type, what type of doctor would you be? You could pick. <sighs> That's easy. What? A psychiatrist. Really? Well, I mean, if I could pick, I mean, that's what yeah, I am. You could. I, I, I didn't am. say what you do. I said what you would oh. be. Well, you are a psychiatrist. That's true. People talk, you know, pour their world out to you. That's true. But I'm saying if you could pick, um, what would you be for a doctor? 
So, I mean, obviously I'm the oldest of five and my mom had very, very high expectations and wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. That's okay. all I knew from when I was a young child. Okay. I'm going to be a doctor. And Dr. Bass, Dr. Lee Bass, an institution in Pittsburgh, was my pediatrician. And I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. I thought if I was going to be a doctor, I was going to be a pediatrician because I this guy was the first guy that, you know, said stick your tongue out, yeah. hit you in the knee, did all that stuff. And um, I just trusted him. So I think I would be a pediatrician. I couldn't handle all the stuff that came with it. Uh, yeah, uh-uh. I couldn't do it. I couldn't deal with a sick kid. Sick kids with sick kids. I couldn't deal. I so if I could solve every kid I saw, awesome. If I was the healer for every child that walked through, yeah. But the ones I couldn't save, the ones that were too far along, the ones that had you know incurable stuff. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's would, that's uh-uh. the hardest part. That's yeah. that that like that's why I didn't even like I I would take it all too personal. Yeah, I, I knew that as I was going into high school. I was like, I can't be a doctor. I'm gonna <laughs> take this shit personal. Somebody's gonna die, and I'm gonna I'm gonna not be able to. I'm gonna be sick about it for weeks. Doctor you know, James Andrews has the best gig. Fixing elbows and knees. Elbows and knees. Yeah, of, of like elite athletes. Just you know, you, you're doing four or five surgeries a year. You know, you just. <laughs> How about a foot doctor? Would you be a foot doctor? I don't like feet. Like women's feet are nice. I just don't get the fetish. Uh, I, what the I don't get the whole like wacko buying. I need to buy women's feet pictures. And like, I just don't understand it. Mm-mm. It's going to be hard that. to be a foot. I mean, we, we have daughters. I mean, I, I the first guy that asks my daughter for a feet pick, I'm going to literally go and hunt him down. Kind of kids your daughter hanging out with they know what do you mean like if they're on the if they're on the internet you know what our female compatriots deal with oh who God. work in the media oh they get asked for all sorts of crazy questions and oh that's it's in, embarrassing in dms and listen don't ask them for any of that stuff oh. like be different because that's what the regular goose are doing please yeah. don't be that guy but um i don't know Todd. A gynecologist, no, like uh-uh. delivering a baby. Uh, uh-uh. no way, no way. No, those I, people are. I don't want to know what it really is meant for to do. I, 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 I don't want that part that that would ruin it. <laughs> I, I want to keep the mythical. Oh man, I don't know. I was down there for all three. I was amazed by it all. <laughs> no, uh-uh. and listen, I got a nice one-on-one relationship with the first one because Jess went through them periods where I didn't even. I thought she was an alien. I called this guy. I'm like, look. Somebody got to come help me because I ain't going to make it like she's in the third trimester and I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to see the kid, you know? So those are special people and they see life. Like do seeing life. But like my mom's job, she's not a doctor, but my mom is a lactation consultant. So my mom sees the baby right after it's born, but my mom gets to do the fun stuff. (laughs) Those people. That's what my mom does. Angels. She's yeah. the, are you serious? You did, yeah. That's what I know more about breastfeeding than any man should ever know. I learned a lot about <laughs> it myself. I know everything about it. It's insane. We couldn't get the latch on to work. Oh, at the okay. Beginning. Yep. Did you do nipple shields? Yeah. Oh, I know, we I know did everything. The lay sideways, the uh-huh. whole thing. Yep. And like, you yep. know, Jess was felt like a failure because the oh, baby yeah. wouldn't eat and all this. Talking about psychiatrists. My mother's got to go through all of that. Yep. She does, she does in home visits. She goes and, all my female friends or friends who have wives who have children, the first thing I always say to them is that this is my mom's number. If you need to call her, she will gladly walk you through in a different way. Because sometimes you talk into it, you know, someone who's either rushing or you don't have a good relationship with the, the lactation consultant, and it's really important because women feel like failures if if they don't get it done 
oh. for whatever reason that they oh. feel like defeated that they can't feed their own child. So uh, a child has just come literally out of their body and yeah. then they're forced to say, Hey, get on here and, and latch on uh-huh. and, and they ain't working. That then they're going through that postpartum yep. and it somehow became my fault. I was well, like, well, well yeah. I didn't have nothing to do with this. I uh-huh. just put it's the kid fault. on there, you know, and those people are angels. Wow. Those, oh, yeah. That's just, just, that is fun stuff though. So she, she, she get, men that do that job. Lactation consultant. Yeah. But I think women would feel more uh, rather uncomfortable about it. If it was, mm. there are men who are lactation consultants, but it's a very select number. It's I could do that job. Of course. <laughs> yes. I can I'm do just that saying. Job I'm yes. I can do that job too. Every guy can do that job. Yes. But my mother is very much like, she gets very angry with me because she thinks men's, we, we sexualize breasts and we sexualize to her. It, those are, you know, reproductive feeding a child yeah. parts, parts yeah. of the body. Yep. We see them as different. <laughs> it's different. And yes, I am a breast guy. I guess you're curious about the mental psychosis of the whole world. Yes. Check that box. That's how we got there. I get you feet. Guys are going to say the same thing because that's supposedly the reason why guy likes guy likes women's feet is because something in the brain clicked early in life. There's a, I guess that part of the brain that likes feet is close to another receptor that gets crossed early. And then you like feet. Really? Yeah, it's a whole there's a whole foot fetish cult, but it's just because of where it is on the brain. Something happened younger in life that created that attraction to feet. There is no chance. I mean, zero chance that if you told me we would be able to do a show <laughs> 299 times and call it Bostonian versus the book and one, the fucking Bruins would win every, every single game. night and two, we would be talking about what? <laughs> Toast, lactation, lactation not lactose, but same thought. And boobs nope. and feet and all this <laughs> other shit. I would have lost everything. All of it would be gone. But this is my, well, wait, oh, yeah, oh, I don't know. Shelly's here. Shelly's here. Hey. Hi, Shelly. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, that's how we roll. So you, you brought up the Bruins. We'll get to that before we get to Nick Kalekas for UFC 285 happening Saturday night on pay-per-view here in Vegas. The Bruins became the fastest team in the history of the NHL to reach 100 points last night. If you had the under in that game, I had the over. That was one of the worst beats I've seen in hockey in a long time. <laughs> Did you see anything in the, in the third period? Nope. Okay, so here's what happened. They entered the third period, 3-0. I saw that. And then I They played 15 watching. minutes. Okay. 15 of the 20 they played. The Bruins, they score, they go up four nothing. Okay. Power play Buffalo. Sure. Buffalo, Buffalo pulls the goalie. Well, how much time? Like four minutes. Four minutes to go. Of course. Patrice Bergeron shoots from the behind his own net. Empty netter. Into the, into the mm. net. Mm. Five nothing. Okay. Yep. Bruins then they put the goal, they put the goalie back in. Bruins then down, still one man, one minute to go on the power play. Right. Another shorthanded goal for the Bruins. They kept the net empty? No, put the goalie back in. And they scored a shorthanded goal? Two shorthanded goals on one power play. <laughs> okay. It's now six nothing. You know, we're not there yet. It's six and a half, right? Boy, oh boy, I'm already aggravated. What happened? Buffalo scores. <laughs> On the power play or even even right after the power play is over, Buffalo scores. Even it, strength goal. Even strength goal. It's now six to one. 
So maybe you laid seven. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'll get a push. I laid seven. Nope. The Bruins score with two minutes to go. They get a shot that goes between Lukanen's legs. Scored <laughs> seven, one final. You're running good if you had over. I had right? over. You're I had running, over. I had Bruins good. puck line and I had over. Bruins puck line was never in doubt. No, it was not. But uh, wow. That's uh, it's a hell of a win there, sir. 7-1 final. And if you're on the under, you're just throwing your hands up. You're like, this is absolutely insanity. Yeah. Swayman was awesome last night. Awesome. Bruins yeah. scored seven goals. Don't you think this is what's happening? This is what happens. Competition begets competition. You right. push each other. You yep. make the team better. That's what we do here every day with the brigade. They're pushing us to be better every single day, yep. pushing each other to just one-up each other and all in the spirit of competition and making the whole better than the individual. That's life. I can't believe it. They went over again. Um I've switched to the bucket hat because I'd learned a new expression about a bucket, right? We, right. Told, we told that story yesterday on the show. Uh -huh. Thanks to Arizari and Moose. Today, they were making fun of me for not knowing what a bucket was. The Bruins are a bucket. They're a wagon. I I hate the wagon. <laughs> I love that term. I love the you wagon. You like term. the wagon? I like the wagon term. What's the, the show? The show's a bucket. Oh, yeah. Maybe bucket? Yeah. It's a wagon, too. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> it's going to be a wagon. We right. keep getting all these people in here. It's phenomenal. Roll call Friday. Let me just do it real quick because it's Again? just after right. 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, we've got a bunch of new people. We're up. Okay. Look at this number in the chat. It's blowing up. D. Weezy, always here. Thank you, sir. Seabass, Sebastian Anthony, 90s hip hop with that bucket, LOL. You're damn right. Matthew Bonvi. Another Hi. Matthew. Bombie's back in Canada in the chat. Yep. Up, up. in Canada. Uh, Jay Park, Roger, Chris Covey, double C, Mr. C, big man. He's uh six foot five and representing Ooh. South Carolina, I believe, but he's a Red Sox guy. Loves That's, Red wow. Sox and also a Penn State guy. Nice. Shelly, I believe, representing the only female. She came in just in time for the Lactation um, conversation. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> the baby DJ portion of the show. 40W. Jordan Gorov almost hooked up with Gorov last night. I got something special for Gorov to represent the BVB. Put in a little request. Kevin, Kevin, I got five and a half. Did I lose? Did 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 what Northern I did Northern Iowa be down by five what at the half? What? I bet Northern Iowa in the first half. Oh. All right. What, what are they down by? What, what would they go? I'll look. Uh, of course, six, six. There you go. <laughs> Bear mauling, lost by a hook, man. Come on, back for my guy. Um, that's it for now. He's go here back. for UFC. Relax, we got you. We got you. Son of a gun. So I'm all in one. I started all in one. I, I had Northern Iowa in the first half plus five and a half, and they lost by six. Oh, Down boy. by six. Goodness oh, gracious. That's <sighs> that's well, okay. hopefully that means I get a bounce back spot somewhere else. It's, right. been, it's been a very good couple of weeks. So yes. Especially last night. Last night was very good on, on all you that. You bet against Bradley? Uh, well, Northern Iowa, I told you, the theory is the team that played last night, you bet them, bet the dog in the team who normally they're playing a lower seed, playing a higher seed. You bet the dog take the points in the first half. It almost hit. It missed by the hook, but okay. you know, 10 and a half point line. They were down, down by six, five and a half was the first half line. All right. Jordan pool goes off last night. The warriors, Jordan pool by himself outscored the Clippers in the third quarter and the warriors as home dogs housed the Clippers. 
What what was that line last night? We talked about it yesterday, but how were the Warriors home dogs to the Clippers? I don't know. There's no a lot of people saying a lot of stuff about this space, the content space, and like where the sharp money is and where the books are, and everybody yeah. knows this and all this other stuff. Last night was a perfect example. Okay. Clippers minus three. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Clippers up at halftime. Paying any attention? A waterfall. By the way, Mikey, awesome. Hat tip to you. Oh, Mike, we didn't even talk about that. That was, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm sitting I, at a stoplight. Okay. I'm at, I'm at a stoplight <laughs> and, it's, and I just, it's happening way too long. I'm getting pissed off. Madeline's in the back seat. She's like, when are we going to get to the store? I'm like, I don't know. So I'm just flipping through Twitter and I come across that Mikey awesome TLC Dave Sherapan mashup. And I'm like, I'm literally laughing out loud. The woman next to me thinks I'm insane. Madeline's like, what's so funny? And I have to explain to her what TLC is and what the song is and what you did for the sound effect. And she goes, why is he going blup, blup, blup? <laughs> He's just doing a sound effect of what water sounds like. She goes, water sounds like blup, blup, blup. I'm like, yes, in our world, water sounds like blup, blup, blup. Yeah. And and the bet ticker, the bet ticker in the room used to say blip, 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 blip. And he put it to the uh, music. But so good. But it's 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 unreal. Where you see that's a miss. That's just a miss. Like yeah. the, the the bookmakers, odds makers, sports books, professionals, rhombuses, parallelograms. Sometimes you miss. Right. They missed yesterday. What was that? That was the Warriors coming back again. Our boy Kevin Rogers from Vegas Insider put out a tweet today that said the Warriors have come back in their last six wins from 12, 18, wow. 8. 19, 15, something it was all double digits except one game was eight or nine. This is what the Warriors do, especially at home. And the third quarter. Third quarter is a dream. They're still just in, in absolute dream. Jordan Poole is going to make a lot of money when he gets signed next year. He's going to make a lot of money with the Warriors, but he'll make a lot of money. Kyrie and Luka finally looked like the matchup, the, 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 the connection that the Mavericks were hoping for. They scored 82 points combined last night. Both, yes, of them, both of them go for 40. Yes, they did. Flash in the pan or something that might be worth watching? Oh, I, I think they're, they're figuring the shit out. Okay. You know, it took us... Well, I mean, it took us multiple years of doing it once or two or three times a week to figure the shit out to get us right. to, you know, pass it back and forth and hit the right shot, get it to the open man and know when to pass it off to the other guys, too, and sit down and let them do the work. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing all in five games. Like, that was... Um, I'm not worried about the Sixers. They are who they are, and they're going to kind of figure it out, and they still have to play the Celtics and the Bucks. and I don't know if they can beat them. But the Mavs actually showed me something last night. Okay. Started out really well, handled some adversity, a 15-0 run because they had the Sixers buried, and then figured it out at the end to put the gas pedal down and run with it. Mm. Um, I, I I like what the Mavs did. I I, I – don't know going forward what that means as far as like they don't play tonight. No, but I mean, this was the connection and the question. Could Luca and Kyrie both have big games and be dominant performers with one basketball? Yes. Was it going to be alternating or could they both do it at the same time? So far, one game, but after seeing it once, meaning we might see it again, they both can be nuclear hot 
I mean, they, they both hit six threes. I mean, they both were just hitting everything last night. And that's going to happen some nights. Now, will that happen every night? Like, do I think, no. like, you know, guys are coming in the chat, say Mavs are smoking mirrors. A lot of people think that. They may be the sixth seed that gets bounced in the first round, but if it's them in Sacramento, <laughs> who's going to win that? What the hell's so funny? What'd you see? This show is so good. What, what happened? <laughs> they're now they're now DMing me pictures of the women that got them in the feet. <laughs> really? <laughs> we got some feet guys in the crowd. We got some we got some feet guys in the brigade. <laughs> he's he's he just sent me this picture. He goes, the feet thing is her fault. <laughs> Cat, Catwoman from the sixties. No, that oh, <laughs> Catwoman's a fault for a lot of things. That Catwoman in the sixties. I thought Batman. Oh, you guys, guy? you guys are I, too much, man. <laughs> That's too good. What was wrong with her? Nothing. It's just funny that you guys are sending me pictures based upon the woman that made you a foot guy. Uh. Oh, I mean, there's there's a bunch of them. That's a, I, I oh, this show is too good. This is yeah. too fun. This is too fun. <laughs> we do got guys for everything, Gorov. You're right. We got guys for everything. He just put it in the chat. It's true. <laughs> we, we, do. Do. we do. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. So Focus. before we get to Nikki, I, I, I want to get to this what happened at the press conference yesterday for UFC 285 and just rant oh for, for a little bit on this. So most of you didn't see this because most people don't watch. The coolest thing about what the UFC hey, what does. I, I was going to wear this at the beginning of the show, but you had on the one more sleep hat too. So, because we he got you a Anik. blue one. I like the blue a lot. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Anik, Anik hooked us up with this. Yeah, that's nice. John Anik, the guy that does the UFC mm. is a tremendous broadcaster, podcaster. And brigade member. And brigade member did our show. We had so much fun. He watches um, the show. He tells me. He told me. To, he, he watches the show. So I already texted him this morning and said, I know you're in town. If you're in town and don't see me this time, we're in trouble. And I said, oh. I'm going to be there on Saturday. Yeah, so, you'll have a tough time seeing John. I it's know. hard as hell. <laughs> like he's like locked down. For the whole I know. Level. He does know. every fight. He doesn't. It's amazing. He does 20 fights. He has to call 20 fights. He didn't leave his hotel room. One time I ever see him. I used to see him when he was in town because he'd go when he'd stay at the Palms because of the connection with the Vertitas. And in the morning, I would set up for pushing the odds. Oh, yeah. In, the, in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he would come down on Friday morning before yeah. he had to go to the weigh-ins to place his bets for the college basketball, NBA, hockey games that he was going to bet on. Right. For the week for either Friday or Saturday, yeah. whatever he's going right. to do. So I'd see him coming into the book and he'd pop in, say hi. We would talk for a little bit and then he'd go place the bet and he'd get out of there. Right. And I always like, stay for the show. And he's like, you know, I can't stay for the show. I got to get out of here. I got to be somewhere in 10 minutes. I'm just right. here to make a bet real fast and leave. Right. So like that was always, he's so busy when he comes to town. It's like his, his time is so limited, but we could hopefully maybe bump in and say hi and, and, and walk past and say hello to him. But what am I taking a lunch or something? Right. Okay. So this happened. I don't know the young person's name. I apologize, but he works for BR betting mm -hmm. and the UFC I think it's brilliant. I wish more either boxing and or college football, college basketball, whatever. I love the crowd being there for the press conferences because the crowd reaction to the questions are awesome. I just, I, I love when they get the reaction and just, it's, it's a whole different vibe to a press conference when there's a live studio audience there listening to your questions. Yep. But they stream it also. They put it on. So I'm watching the press conference last night and a guy stands up to John Jones and says to John Jones, John, you opened as the betting underdog 
You were then bet to the favorite. Was it disrespectful for the books to open you up as an underdog? Jones says, well, I understand because, you know, I've been off for a long time, but now they got it right. I should be the favorite in this fight. They know my career. They know what I've done. Obviously, people think I'm going to win. No problem with the question, right? Decent question. It's not, it's a little bit on the gray area, but it's not horrible because people play the the disrespect card all the time about the books disrespecting me and blah, blah, blah. So we've heard a lot of those. Which, by the way, has nothing to do with the line. It doesn't, but the people play it off that way, right? Oh, I'm an underdog. Well, no, you're not, but fine. The second question is what I I was left stunned. And just just for the record, like and I just checked three different places. Huh? He was never a dog. John Jones was never a dog at the places that I just checked. Oh, funny! I didn't know that. He was always yeah. favored. Yeah. Huh. Minus okay. one forty. Now it's minus one eighty or one eighty five. Oh, it's up to one eighty today. Oh, it's one seventy this morning. So money's coming yeah. in on Jones already on a Friday. Okay. Yes. So Friday move. Guys come to town, drop in the bags. So. He's, his second question was, is, John, mm. I have a parlay. Mm. For my parlay, will you guarantee a victory on Saturday night? And Jones looked at him and said, and goes, I, I don't know what you mean. What, what do you mean? He said, are you a lock to win on Saturday night? And John's look, he looks at Dana White. He looks back and he says, I don't do a lot of the gambling, man. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I I'm just trying to fight. I couldn't believe my ears that somebody actually asked an athlete before their fight whether or not they would guarantee a lock for their bet. This is like in the DMs of athletes where we see the nonsense that bettors put to athletes Mm -hmm. about being, you know, you couldn't even make one more catch. You suck because my parlay or my five-team same game, whatever nonsense. This was in the flesh. This was face-to-face. We got to watch the method, the, the, the idiotic mind. Yeah. It thinks it thinks it's a right decision to ask an athlete in front of the world on camera on stage whether they're going to hit their parlay or not, whether they're guaranteeing victory. Someone sent me a DM and said, "You know, it's almost borderline illegal for John Jones to even answer that question. He's being asked a betting question. He's not saying are you going to lose, but he's being asked to guarantee something's going to happen, and then if it doesn't happen, that could open up all sorts of other questions and issues." We can't do this, guys. If you want this to continue, if you want sports betting to be legal, if you want us to avoid major controversies and the politicians getting involved in putting their thumbs on the scale and affecting what's going on, you guys in the audience have to hold these people to account in the media and literally blast them publicly for this stuff. Because this is how we lose this. Is this, is this, um, and, and again, this is my first credential. Mm-hmm. experience with the media and the UFC. Is this like a pullable credential offense? At some In my point? opinion, like, I don't know if the UFC, I mean, I don't know how they feel about BR betting. I don't know if they have a relationship or not. I mean, they, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying no. to get them things pulled. I'm just curious. I'm asking Correct. a question. Like I if see I was in cat, charge, like if, if I was, da- if I was Dana yeah. White, that's strike one. If it's the first time you've ever had this problem with this person, it's strike one. Hey man, you do that again. That's it. Okay. You do, you do that again. I want, I, I'm out. Like, like you're no longer welcome here. Like you get, you get one strike on this. You get one shot to do this right, right. because it puts everyone on notice. When you ask that question, when you blatantly come out and say, I have a bet on you, John Jones, will you guarantee me a victory? Will you guarantee that you're going to win? So what's the defense to that P roll? Because now we got to check on everybody that gets credential or gets to go to the press conference before they ask a question. Do you have a parlay? Nope. Do you bet? Do you like, no, well, cause they do bet. Everyone bets. It, so you have is, to hold yourself accountable to not ask the question. It's you can't ask an athlete. 
about a betting market involving themselves. Like it just, that's what I mean by the gray area of saying you were a dog and now you're the favorite. Like it's okay to get into that because it's a big part of the sport and I get it. People follow it, people watch it and they use it as who's, who's more likely to win, even though it's not really what the line is. They they claim that it is. It's a bigger issue when it comes to asking them to guarantee something that involves themselves. So if he loses, then what? Oh, I'm guaranteeing a victory. Yeah, you're good, man. What if he said yes? What if he goes, yeah, cash that ticket, man. You're good. I got you. You're trying to get a headline out of John Jones, right? which could create problems for John Jones with the Nevada Gaming Control Board. Like right. it's, we can't, as media members, we can't put athletes in this position. It is a mistake and it could cause us all to be really screwed up in I, the media. Not to mention, why would any athlete answer any questions after that? Right. Right. Like now you got to be careful. You have to, I mean, you got to be careful as the athlete, but you have to be your, your immediate defense is not talking to anybody. Cause I don't know what they're going to ask me. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be put on the spot. Right. I mean, because that's right. You have, well, you to, say it all the time though, right? Separates the church and state. It has oh, to happen. Yeah. Like we don't want oh. this. <laughs> we don't want to have this be this. It can't be in our face. We can't have, like, I never want to get to a point where in a post game fight, post game, you know, you know, a question comes up and says, you know, at one point in time, you guys were minus 400 live and you lost. What do you say to the people who lost money, who were laying minus 400 on you? And you guys blew a huge lead. Like I never, ever want to get to that point, that point where we're actually that intertwined with the gambling markets and the sport. Listen, I, I tell you this all the time. I, I, I was in books for 20 years. Thing. Curacao goes back 25 years. Listen to people bitch about their bets or tell me what they liked or not. I'm not impressed with any of it. The athletes got way more things to worry about than somebody's damn bets. And they don't care. At all. I don't mean one bit what your mm -hmm. bets are. None of them do. Um, I told you the story off the air, and I'll tell it again here. I was at the MLB game four playoff game between the Giants and the Dodgers as a credentialed member of the media for MLB Network. And I went to the post game, which brought me back to my roots of doing that stuff when I was working for KDK. And I was sitting next to LG and some other people and just watching. I just was like, oh, I remember what this was like. They got to get a couple sound bites and then they got to run and get it up on the news and all yeah. this. And, it, and it's hard. It's hard work. And I mean, Roberts just won game four. And um, the Giants came in first and Buster Posey answered a couple questions and was looked like he was mad as hell because like they got to go play game five and all this other stuff. And Dave Roberts said, we were underdogs, um, you know, and we're, we're, uh, we're facing a lot of adversity, but we're underdogs and, and no one's given us a chance. And I almost, I thought in my head, Dave, you ain't been underdogs, but six times all season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Dodgers have, have not been a dog, but six times all season. You've been favorites in this series. You're favorite every day. And I was going to say, well, Dave, I mean, like, you know, I mean, in actuality, you were probably only favored, you know, underdog six times. I could have said it. And I was like, yep. now's not the time. <clears throat> Ever is not the time. And what's the prerequisite now with a lot of people getting into the media? You have been 
20 years. Yeah, there isn't a prerequisite. You never know what someone's going to ask. There's been stupider, you know, worse questions asked in press conferences yes. than that. And then that one, yes. I just, I'm obviously, and it's not even a story. Most people just brushed past it and didn't care. Like I would say 95% of the people in that room brushed past it and didn't care. It's just that we're in the space and this is what we do. And this is sort of like, I don't know, like an, like a investigator seeing something that other people don't because we're in tune to what the markets and what we're talking about every day. Right. We know the legalization fight. We know how long it took to get to this point. And we also know there's people who want to roll it back, who want to have more and more examples to use in court cases or in lawmaking to say, this is out of control. Look what's happening. We can't allow this stuff to go on. You can't do these deals. You can't, you can't credential BR betting to a sporting event. And we want to pass laws that say, hey, by the way, if you're running a professional sports event, you can't credential a sports gambling website. Because I'll tell you, the UFC didn't want pay? the UFC didn't want to credential me. After I left radio for 20 years doing pushing the odds, I was doing sports gambling radio. I went to a website that was sports betting and they said you cannot cover our sport. Right. And I went, what? And yeah. I said, we don't credential sports gambling websites. And I was literally stunned for six months. You were, you were mad, man. I was you furious. I know. And, and I was, I, and I couldn't, I, like, I couldn't understand. I was like, why wouldn't you credential me doing a sports gambling radio show, but sports gambling website? I can't, I won't be credentialed. So I didn't go to events for six months. And they finally, thanks to Nick Kalakis, who, he says he's good to go. He sent an email, but he, I don't know if he knows how to do the link, Matt. I don't know if Nick is aware of hitting the link or not. I am on the back. Okay. Hit, hit the link. Come on in. But Nick talks to some people. We talk to some people. We back channeled it and we got it taken care of. And now we're credentialed and now we're both going to the fights on Saturday night. But that could be a problem for anybody in the sports betting space. A lot of times it's just new people getting a position and don't. This know guy's not new, though. This guy's been sitting, sitting next to Mattress Mac. He's gone to the World Series. I've seen this kid. I, I'm saying, I'm oh. saying the credentialing people, like about oh. the, the thing. Yeah, you know, someone maybe getting new, getting the job, doesn't know you. I think we have to. You're right, both as a space and as individuals, hold yourself accountable, and always, just in life, think about the other person's position one time and go. I shouldn't ask John Jones this question right now in front of all these people. He doesn't care. Why should I? You know, right. that's that was a selfish move. That's the end. Oh, of course. And, it's a using, of course, it's a clickbait question. You're trying and to. That, get a, and those are the things that I mean. That that's not just UFC. That's in general. When you see that, you're like, stop. You what are you? Doing? Of course, but it's a problem in the space because of where we are with the gambling. With the gambling, it's too close. You're right. It's it on the screen. We have odds on the screen. Like we right. have these conversations yes. going on. Anik yep. is great. Anik bets. Anik understands it. He talks about the odds during the broadcast. I love it because he knows it. He can talk about it intelligently. And, you know, it's information, but it can't be posed to the athletes. You can't ask John right. Jones to guarantee right. you your parlay is going to hit. You, you just can't do that. Right. It puts him in an unwinnable situation A because very unwinnable situation. they're not supposed to know. Now, do they? Of course they know, but they're not oh, supposed to pay attention to I it. I don't. I mean, a lot of them don't pay attention to it either. I think more don't than do. I think. I think some people, it's a very small number of people that pay attention to odds and look at that underdog, all that. You're worried about your job. You're right. worried about winning and losing games. And or then fights. you're worried about taking care of your family and everything else. Right. You're not worried about the odds. 
who is worried about the odds is our boy Nicky Kalikis, who who's looks like he's ready to go in a green room. So go ahead, Fair. You can throw him up whenever go. he's whenever you're yeah, set yeah, with, yeah. with him. Go ahead and, and, he and looks put our good. guy he got a nice hat on and uh, oh, we'll talk like, to him home, about odds home, and numbers. Home office. Oh, look, look at this. this. One Mr. Nick Kalikis, Circus Sports, joining us here on the Boston University of the Book. Happy Friday, Nick. How are you? Thank you, fellas. Glad to join you as always. Good Listen, you, sir. I'm taking Dave to the fight tomorrow night. We're we're I'm going so and covering this for USA 285. We're all fired up. This card's awesome. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are on some of these fights. But just overall, what are you guys expecting from an action perspective down at Circa? Sick. It's crazy already. We're getting a lot of requests for over the limit bets. Uh, we have a lot of new people coming in, opening accounts just to bet on UFC 285. It's insane. The handles off the church already. So I'm expecting this to be one of the biggest handles overall that we've had since I've been to circuit. Nikki, first of all, good to see you, brother. We'll get, be getting together soon here after this calm settles down after March, because March is such a busy month in the book. This is a busy card. And we'll get to the Jones fight in a second. What are the other fights? We got a bunch of people in here that follow us and watch the show. What fights should people be watching at or looking at from just one, an entertainment spot, but two, maybe like a little silent little thing, maybe that they could look at a side. I'm not asking you to give picks. I know you don't do that. But what <laughs> fights are we looking at? below the main event that you're like going, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. This you should watch. Well, first of all, I do give picks, but you have to check out UFC on the line, of course, or <laughs> tell the them where to find you, Nicky. Tell them. <laughs> or the gamblers perspective podcast, nice both job. on UFC fight pass. So nice job. Picks, my official picks are available on those spots there. Excellent. But yeah, like you said, there's a lot of people that maybe are unknown about some of the other fights on this card. Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov is one right there. If, if you're looking at the price, Rachmanov is minus 400, minus 500 out there against a legit contender in Jeff Neal. You don't see that price too often with a, a solid fighter on the other side. That fight's going to be fireworks because you're getting Shavkat Rachmanov getting tested by a legit fighter this time around. So there's high expectations coming in for him potential champion, right? And now we're getting him again with a, a legit test in front of him. If he goes out there and destroys Jeff Neal, man, this guy is definitely on the right path to get that eventual title shot. So it's Jeff Neal versus Rachmanov for me. There's all sorts of fights. Even the main co-main event, I should say, the title fight between Shevchenko and Grasso is going to be a really good one too. I think it's going to be far more competitive than the current line in the case. That line is minus 840, Nikki. What the hell are you talking about? That's going to be a competitive fight. Are you serious? Grasso's well, tough. Yeah, well, you're getting the pound-for-pound pound goat, I think, in the female division, which is Shevchenko, right? I know yep. a lot of people will argue it's Nunes. Nunes has a couple wins against Shevchenko, but in my opinion, still, the size matters a little bit. Shevchenko is just a better quality fighter. So if you're getting the best female fighter on the planet, you're always going to have a high tax or have to pay a high tax in that situation, right? But I still think that a lot of times those lines are a little bit too high or a little bit too much, and we're getting these contenders out there, these challengers that are – ready for the part. And I think Rosso's improved so much that she can be competitive in this spot for sure. Brunson Duplicis. What do you make? I mean, these look, the cards stacked. It's just, it's top to bottom. There's so many good fights. Brunson's a fighter that we've seen headline events. Duplicis is a guy who's coming up. Obviously he's a talented fighter. The UFC sees big things for him. What do you make of that fight? 
that's another one that's kind of a head scratcher because we know Brunson is kind of a gatekeeper at this point, right? If you can get by Derek Brunson, then you're on your way to a title shot as well. That's how good that guy is. His wrestling's off the charts. Duplessis on the other side of it, though, man. He's coming off a pretty solid win. The destruction of Darren Till, which you don't see happen mm-hmm. all that often, right? But Duplessis is still one of these guys that there's a little bit of a head scratcher with him because of his conditioning, his cardio. He does seem to kind of fade as the fight goes on. He's a little wild, a little aggressive, but he doesn't, no matter what, it seems like he could go five rounds if he needed to, even if he fights tired. So this guy's a special talent as well. He's got the finishing ability on the ground or on the feet. So this is a good spot for him to kind of get in here and get a quality win over Derek Brunson and then like prove himself that he's a legit contender as well. Nikki, every day we do this show. And we have tremendous guys and girls in the chat telling us stuff. Uh, Jay Park just came in and said Neil missed weight. Oh, by four pounds. Oh, <laughs> what the hell happens in the book, Nikki? Tell them what a headache this has just become, not just for you, but for everyone else that has bets. What's the procedure? What happens in the book when a guy misses weight on the day before the fight? Well, it all depends because sometimes that will react different ways, meaning that if a fighter misses weight, a lot of times they're going to think, oh, that fighter's out of shape. He's not taking the camp serious. We're going to fade this fighter and go the other way, right? So you do see some action come against that side. But in a situation like this as well, sometimes that extra weight can help you. So if that person's maybe purposely, you know, not making weight, trying to kind of overexert himself to get that extra couple pounds off, I mean, that could be an advantage as well. So we see it going both ways. For me, though, personally, I mean, I welcome some of the favor money because we have some sharp action hitting that Neil side at Circa. If you can see right now where we're at, the line is kind of relatively low. We're at minus 425 on Rachmanov, where the market out there is closer to 500. So we've taken some sharp, heavy action on the underdog. So we're going to kind of let this sit here because I know the action is going to come in back on the favor here with straight bets and, of course, parlays as well. So for us, we're actually in a good spot taking that early dog money because the favor money is going to come now for sure. Four pounds basically means he quit hours before weighing in. Yep. He just he just said uh, he he just said forget it. So it, it may so have been intentional. You, is the fight canceled? No, he loses twenty percent. No, he loses he loses twenty percent of his purse automatically to the other fighter. Right. It's up. Usually it's up to the other fighter and their camps, right? If they decide, okay, this guy's four pounds over. You still want to take the fight. And a lot of times these guys are warriors. They're not going to deny the fight. Say, oh, no, we're not taking the fight. But they do get more money because their opponent missed weight. Right. Yeah. So it's a financial okay. penalty for, for, yeah. for missing weight. And it's it's a professional thing, too. I mean, it's just you, if you're a pro fighter, you don't miss weight by four pounds. That's almost that's so many. That's so much. that It almost feels intentional that Neil has done that. Cody Garbrandt's on this card. Uh, Cody Garbrandt, when I moved to Vegas, Cody Garbrandt was one of the first fighters I ever interviewed. So I've been a fan of his for a long time. He's lost four or five fights. This is his comeback tour here. Do you know, do you feel how much does Cody have left in the tank? Obviously the right hand is what everyone knows him for. I don't know much about Trevin Jones, but I just know that he's coming off of three straight losses. So is this a way of building up Cody Garbrandt to get him back into the minds of UFC fans, or is this his last fight with the company? That's kind of what the scenario is. You're right. If he loses this fight, he's probably going to get cut and released from the roster. Jones was actually off the roster. He got brought back to replace a fighter coming into this spot here too as well. So he's getting another shot. Like you said, he's lost a few fights as well. So this is a situation where both of these guys desperately need to win. But of course, Garbrandt, you're talking about not too long ago. I mean, the guy was a champion, right? So It's, it's a shame because it is his chin that's letting him down in these fights. He gets in these firefights and he just can't absorb the punishment. But offensively, the talent is there. It always has been. So that's what you're getting with Garbrandt. If his chin holds up, he's going to beat most of these guys, right? But the issue here for me is, man, Jones, if he could do anything, he could crack. 
right? So Jones yeah. is one of those fighters that could possibly come in here. And even if he's losing the fight, just laying on that chin and get Garbrandt out of here. So for me, I wouldn't touch this fight. I would stay away from it. It's probably going to be exciting. And there's probably going to be a finish either way, but Garbrandt desperately needs a win. He's obviously the higher caliber fighter as far as even, you know, roster space, whatever. If he gets back on track and gets his act together, it starts being a little bit more consistent. He could potentially get another title shot, right? That's how popular this guy is and how talented he is. But if he loses this fight, he could very well be looking for a job at the PFL or Bellator, honestly. Mm, divorce could cause problems. <laughs> divorce um, is tough. <laughs> Nikki, a lot of people, uh, you know, we've had you on the show before, and, and a lot of people that like to bet UFC love the parlays. They love the favorite parlays. We started uh, just a couple days ago a little money line favorite Coming. parlay in the NBA. Better today. And this guy loves it. And plus, he loves to involve anything Boston because they win every day, too. <laughs> is this a chalk money line parlay thing here, this 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 card? I mean, when you look at some of these, do you just string three or four together and go, okay, and then they shoot them through and you got to check them for Careful. approval and you go, <laughs> holy shit, what are you people doing? Uh, it happens all the time, yeah, especially in a card like this. You're going to have all the chalky favorites parlayed into stuff. with, Like yeah. you said, with the Boston sports teams, those are popular teams right now. I mean, oh. they're winning. They're successful. So, yeah, you, you'll see a lot of Celtics parlays. Of course, Bruins parlays coming in there with UFC fights. You know, so, yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of this. And honestly, most of these favorites, chalky favorites, should obviously come through as well. So you're in a safe spot if you want to add, like, Bo Nickel, for example. I mean, you're not going to get much value left. I mean, I opened at minus 1,900. The market was around minus 1,500. But, yeah, he's not going to lose that fight, man. It, uh, Twenty so. Minus 2,200 now on him. But he says he wants to headline. So, like, when, it, when a, a guy is this heavy of a favorite, he's been – he's a three-time national championship wrestler – Tons of buzz on the underground. You put him on a pay-per-view card. He's the first fight on the pay-per-view night trying to bump him up. He says he's going to be the first fighter to headline a card at Allegiant Stadium. That's what he thinks of himself from a projection standpoint. What do you make of him? Is he going to be a superstar here for the company? Yes, I, I really do believe he is going to be a superstar. He's just his demeanor when you meet him in person and when you talk to him, it's so calm, so professional. He's almost got that cocky arrogance about him. Mm -hmm. Right. But mm -hmm. for a good reason, man. I mean, this guy, he's getting fast track for, you know, for the right reasons as well, because his wrestling's off the charts. It's a Michigan. He's a sponge. He's absorbing. It's not just the All-American caliber national titles that comes to the table, what he brings from the wrestling aspect. When he's in the gym, he's absorbing all the jujitsu. He's absorbing the striking. He's picking everything up like a sponge. This guy is improving in all areas of the game right now. And honestly, as crazy as it sounds, you put him in there. I know it might sound a little bit too soon, but stylistically, you put him in there with a guy like Adesanya. You put him in there with a guy like Pereira, the champion right now. This guy's a bad matchup for those guys. He gets them down to the ground. He can't have a lot of success. So already you can see this guy being a problem for some of the, the champions or title contenders, you know, towards the top stylistically. So yes, this guy is the part. I mean, he knows kind of where he's at. That's what I like about him as well. Um, meaning that his confidence and his arrogance, I mean, he could possibly fill that stadium if he gets to that point, right? He wow. just needs to keep on the right track and keep on rolling off these wins and getting these finishes early on and not maybe getting more than he could chew right away, right? So the UFC is doing a good job, I think, setting him up with the right opponents right now. Then they will give him that challenge that he needs to get over that top. Um, last one for me, Nikki, before we let you go, because I know you got to get down there and get the shift put in and all this other stuff you got to do. Um, and hopefully we'll see you on Saturday if you can get over to the to the joint. Um, John Jones and Gone is the main event. I learned 
that when somebody's really good at something this week, I learned they're called a bucket. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I got the bucket hat on. And I know you know all about the old cool J from back in the day when he wore the bucket. Is Jones a bucket? Is he gonna is this is this done? Is this like I mean, because they're betting this thing. Who in the hell knows what you're gonna close this thing? Because it just keeps going up. It opened what I just checked the line history at the joint 40. It's up to 80. It's going to be $2 at some point tomorrow until somebody comes in. It's done, right? It's Jones. That's it. Done? Nah, I don't think so. Jones, are you kidding me? Look, I understand the narrative. I know that this guy, I mean, one of the greatest of all times, there's no doubt about it. Look at his record. Look who he's beaten, right? And that only blemishes from a DQ for crying out loud. So this guy is an undefeated fighter like Khabib. So he's in that upper echelon. He is goat caliber status whatever you want to call him okay but if you look back at his last several fights this guy has not been performing as a goat meaning that to me he looks like he's a kind of a decline fighter i mean a lot of people might say look he's not motivated he's kind of been running through the division for a long time so what's his motivation that's why he wasn't performing at his peak i'm not so sure about that i don't trust my visual that i've seen in his last few fights and if you go back looking at the guys that he's beat like even reyes dominic reyes in his last fight by the way i had a bet on dominic reyes around plus 400 <laughs> That should have cashed. That was a point flip type of fight, man. So, but again, let me just say this. I'm not intentionally trying to fade John Jones. I just, if there's a matchup that I think is going to give him a problem, then I think there's some value there. And that's exactly what I thought with Reyes. And it worked out that way. Now, this is another spot gone. I think he's a tougher matchup than Reyes was, right? And mm. if you look at Anthony Smith, all these guys that John Jones yeah. has beat as of late, Gon's another level, man, and he's a heavyweight. So there's a lot of question marks coming in here. Again, all of us want to see John Jones at his prime. We want to see him go in here and basically dominate and prove to the world that he's the greatest heavyweight now on the roster, right? Or right. in the world, because a lot of people, if Gon goes out there, here's another issue, side issue. I'm getting off track a little bit, but no, a lot of people are, are going to think that if Gon wins this fight and Gano beat him, he's not the real champion, right? But yeah. that fight was close as well, right? Just a little tweak or two, Gon could have beat in Gano as well. He lost that fight legitly, but it was relatively a coin flip type of fight as well. So okay. a lot of people, the narrative is going to be, oh, Gano's still the true champion if yep. Gon wins this fight. If Jones wins the fight, then a lot of people are going to believe he is the rightful champion, especially if he goes out there and really dominates on the ground. Like a lot of people think he might be able to do right. So every, everything's lining up for Jones needing this win, getting the win. It's going to be great for the company, of course, because again, he's that star, huge star, whatnot. But even if he doesn't pull this fight off, I think Gon's level of respect is going to climb, but you're always going to have that in the back of people's minds saying, Hey, I mean, he lost in Gano. Is he the real champion? So the narrative I don't like, I think the real champion coming out of this will be, the number one fighter in the world in the heavyweight division, no matter what. And Gano chose to leave the UFC. I think the guy's a beast. I'm disappointed that he did so. But with all that being said, the winner here is going to be the number one fighter. And I think Gon has a legit shot to pull this off. So I agree. And I'm going to let this thing run to see how much plus money we see coming back on it. But the other market that I'm curious to get your take on before that you go is the total rounds. It's four and a half for a heavyweight fight. This is rare. We rarely ever see a four and a half championship fight or not. Over four. minus 152, yeah, P-Roll. Okay. So th th this is a rare number in terms, normally heavyweight championships, heavyweight fights in general have one and a half to two and a half from a round perspective, five or not. This is juiced to the over at four and a half. Two of the last three fights for, uh, for Ciro Gone have gone inside the distance. Derek Lewis knocked him out. Tuavasa knocked him out. The Ngannou fight went to the cards where he lost it. Average fight time for Gon is 16 minutes. Average fight time for Jones at light heavyweight was 15 minutes. Does this fight really go into the fourth round? Are we really seeing this thing go all the way, maybe to the cards as a heavyweight championship fight? 
I, I think we can, yes. Wow. Because I think the way that Gon goes about fighting, right? He's not really the guy coming after the knockout right away. He doesn't have that one punch, destroy you type of power like an Ngano does, right? So he's more of a point fighter, pick your spots, be precise, accurate, and then the knockout will come with accumulation of shots, you know, as the fight progresses. So Jones is tough enough to probably basically get out pointed on the feet, take a little bit of damage, but maybe not get knocked out if that makes sense. Right. So if God wins this fight, I think he probably does win by decision more so than Kale as it goes. Now, the only question mark is how dominant John Jones will be on the ground. If he does get this fight to the ground, I think that's where it goes under. So it's almost correlated for me personally, John Jones and under gone and over. So with that said, does the price seem right with John Jones? The favorites, the total saying it's going over, right? Over four and a half rounds. So right. this line is not correlated properly, in my opinion, a little bit. This line should be a little bit tighter. That tells you something uh-huh. as well, right? But I do think that this has a shot. Even John Jones maybe not getting the finish on the ground. There's another way he could win, obviously, outside of inside the distance, which would be on the scorecards as well. Maybe grinding out against the cage, getting a takedown with Gon, getting back up. We could see it kind of playing out that way as well. So it could hit the cards. I think more than likely this does go all five, and it's going to be competitive decision do we know much about gon's ability to prevent submissions he's never been submitted in the ufc i mean if it goes to the ground is john jones win by submission he definitely has a definitive advantage on the ground even in submissions yeah. but Oof. here's the thing i think gon's ground game is a lot better than everybody realizes a lot better oh. than people think as well not just the takedown defense but his jujitsu awareness as well so i don't think it's going to be an easy submission victory for john jones i think maybe if he gets positioned and he's able to land some ground and pound and stuff like that maybe get you know Man. flip uh, gone to his back and maybe sink in a choke or something like that. But Jones definitely has a submission advantage. I just don't think it's as big as everybody thinks on the ground. LL Cool J oh. said, Mama said, knock you out. Nikki, you knocked it out the <laughs> pork today. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to see you. We'll be getting together very, very soon. Enjoy yes, the fights, my friend. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Best. Appreciate Nick it. Nick is the at Fight Odds on Twitter from Circus Sports, joining us here on BVB. Man, How man. about that? What we could have a hell? UFC grappling heavyweight championship fight. Completely. Crowd's going to hate it. Crowd's going to absolutely oh, hate it. Oh, is this Crowd's going to hate those? it. Oh, no. Don't say that, people. This is a heavyweight championship fight. The crowd wants to see knockouts. They want to see striking. They don't want to see a grappling with 265-pound men. No way. That would be wild. This thing spends the majority of the time on the ground. It's fun to watch little guys grapple. Big guys grappling is a little like, you know, hippopotamuses rolling around in the mud. That's no fun. I can't wait to be, because like at home, you can just get up. Totally different bathroom. Totally different vibe. When you're at the arena, that that energy, like if you've ever been at a boring boxing match, what I have been. Oh, yeah. I mean. I went to Floyd fights before Floyd was Floyd. Like I was mm-hmm. still living in Arizona and they would fly me up and say, please take these tickets and go to see this guy fight because nobody was <laughs> no going wants to, at right. the beginning. And I remember going and I appreciate boxing. So I was happy to be there, but a lot of people that paid for tickets, like, you know, nothing was happening. Does do you get that vibe in the building when they're getting mad about just two guys being on the ground, rolling around or holding somebody still for a minute? They get mad. I don't get mad, but they get mad. They get really mad. They get furious. So how many tabs you got open right now? 12 and a half over. I got an email that just stunned me. So that's why I was, that's why I just, it was, it was an email that we've been expecting. You and I've been expecting and I got it. And I got you. I just got it. So it kind of stunned me. I was reading Not from it. the ex-wife. Is it? No, no. Okay, it's a true. business email that we, the, okay. the, 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 you and I've been expecting to kind of make me go stunned. So, oh, from the yeah. guy. 
From the guy, yeah. Oh, from our guy. boy. So our guy oh, on Friday boy. afternoon finally decided to... to well, you yeah. know, it's, you yeah. had to get a lot of work done. Between yeah. now. All right. Let's get to the NBA parlay before we get rid of our sports grid friends and say, say, say goodbye to them because they weren't going to want this. If you're new, we are picking an NBA Moneyline parlay. I didn't even look yet. Okay. And we're going to roll certain number, two, three, four, five, however we're going to do it. We didn't do it yesterday because the card stunk. Card's better That's today. Terrible. It went 20 bucks to 40 bucks, 40 bucks to 80 bucks, 80 buck parlay coming up. It could be any odds we want to roll into. All right. Yep. 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 Moneyline parlay, two bets or more on this. Boston is now favored by 11 points against the Nets. Do we I'm have assuming- to use the Celtics? I mean, nope. nope. We don't have to. Well, no, we can. I mean, that's, they're going to win. You. They're going to okay. win. Well, don't we want to, don't we want to use them then? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to like, you know, because I mean, secretly, a lot of people in the in the chat and, um, you know, they're rooting against Boston. That's, That's fine. Part of the show. But, but like, the, I don't want them rooting against it if we're going to put it in a bar. Well, they can root for it. Well, they're going to bet this. So they're going to trail this. So we All right, what else? What other games? What other games? What other games are you looking at? For big favorites. What's okay. in the glass today on a Friday? What is in that glass? It's always Gatorade. Always. That's just Gatorade? Yeah. Looks like moonshine, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, you drink it out of the jar, and well, a lot of people I drink it out of the jar like, because I can't have in there. I can't knock this over. Listen, this, this this gets knocked over. This little this thing gets knocked and it spills all in my lap. Oh, that's we actually you've done that before. This thing can't get knocked over. It's got some we've got some weight to it, so I, I I can hit it and it's no big deal. So it's good. So so I can when my hands are flying around, I can hit it and, and it's no big deal. All right, so the uh, the Kings are laying three ten against the Clippers. At home, at home. Okay, that 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 might make the list. Okay, nobody, nobody's probably playing. Um, Hawks are laying three twenty to the Trailblazers. Hawks laying three twenty to the Trailblazers. Okay. Nuggets are two dollars at home to the Grizz. Oh my, I I got the Nuggets. Uh, I have a bet on this game. I like the Nuggets today, and I can't you know, only five. Thank you. The hell's wrong with that? I don't understand it either. I don't understand. They're, 20, they're twenty-eight and four straight up at home. At home, and it's only five and a half now. Listen, the odds makers make mistakes too. That's got to okay. be a play. Okay, good. Coming down four and a half. I don't get it. Well, yesterday they played. Uh, they played the Sixers because Embiid was playing. How'd that work out? They right. took four and they took it off the board and they kept hammering it and uh, they didn't cover. So they lose two. Who else? Celtics. Uh, Warriors are laying 190 to the Pelicans at home. That's a little scary. No. Yep. I don't know if I want that one on a back to back. I think Kings are a little scary too, personally, but right. Suns are, are minus 162 against the Bulls on the road. Mm-hmm. Might be a gift. Katie's short. playing, right? Katie's playing, right? Far as I know. Damn, this is an interesting card today. This is tough. <laughs> this is tough. Uh huh. Um. So if you if you did a Sun Celtics Nuggets money line parlay, it's plus one eighty five. Suns Celtics Nuggets. Hmm. What if we do? Um. You did not involve Atlanta. I have not, but we can. We can we can replace one of them. Nuggets, Celtics, Kings. Guys, 
in the chat watching the show right now, big number of you watching the show. Come with your three teams. Use the city <laughs> codes. What city codes? Don't type Celts. Boss, B-O-S. Okay. Three letters. You know, boss, B-O-S. Phoenix, P-H-X. Give me your three-game parlay. Sacktown, Sacramento on a back-to-back for the Clippers. I think they need to be part of a general principal play. No? As part of it? The Kings? Celtics, Kings, and Hawks? Those are the three biggest favorites, though, right? Yeah. Celtics, Kings, Hawks is a plus 104. I don't mind it. That's a... Trista loves the Kings. Laura loves the Hawks. And the Celtics are going to kill the Nets. Celtics beat the Nets by 48 points at home last time they played them. The Celtics are winning tonight. Okay. That's 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 in. I mean, that's the anchor of it. Yeah. We have to put that in there. Um do you want to get dangerous? I mean, do you want to live dangerously? Do you want no. to make a short favorite? No, I don't want to live dangerously. I mean the Kings make me nervous. I'm just gonna be honest. Okay, C's beating Utah just for the record. One point. Wow. Yeah. Okay, C's winning. Better Gosh, to book it there. That'll if I, if I say okay, C, better to book it. You're doing it. What are you doing? Booking Money it. Money line. Booking you think it. Utah wins on the road? You're wrong. Trust, I just don't trust OKC ever. You're wrong. That's see, okay. Hold on, I need to see what OKC's home record is now. Boston, Sacramento, and Atlanta. So Orlando, so the, Boston, Denver, Orlando for Marcelo. By the way, Utah is eleven and nineteen straight up on the road, and yeah. Oklahoma City is seventeen and fifteen. At home, no thanks. At home, no thanks. So give me that. Give me the road record again. Utah's straight up road record is eleven and nineteen. That's bad. That's horrible. And yeah. OKC. Is 17 and 15. A winning record at home. So why don't you want OKC? Because I don't want to, I don't trust either one of them. Not, 17 and 15 is not outstanding. It's one game over 500. Yeah, but look at their last like six to 10 home games. I think they've won seven of them. Um, Who? OKC. OKC. So Mr. Sherapin, home Lakers loss, home Sacramento loss, home Sacramento loss, home New Orleans loss. <laughs> they've last actually four games straight. They're they're one in four straight up over their last four games. What did they, they beat, do before that? They beat Houston. Yeah. Okay. They beat Houston. The last two road wins have been against Houston. I'm not worried about OKC on the road. They're playing at home. No, at home. Their last two yeah. wins were at home were against the Houston Rockets. Right. At two fifteen. No, OKC's at home, Dave. I know. That's what I said. I'm worried about what they're doing at home. You said on the road they oh, are. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. I, at home. Lakers, Sacramento, Sacramento, all losses. Played Houston, beat Houston. Home for New Orleans, lost to New Orleans. Home for Houston, beat Houston. Home for the Warriors, lost to the Warriors. That's from the 30th of January to now. Hmm. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not trusting them. I, I, you Bobby said SGA was out for all those games. Fair. Still, I still don't trust them. The Knicks play tonight. How have we not mentioned the Knicks? The Knicks are three-point favorites at Miami. Who came with the Knicks? Caleb Mabry. Gary. 
I geez, that's a little nerve wracking there. Yeah, I don't on know the road. Nick's involved in this. You want the Knicks involved in this? Mm-mm. No. <sighs> FYI, Bradley's on a major upset alert. Dang it. You should have bet the full game. Mm. That's too bad. What's Northern Iowa? What's the score? You want to know? Um, well, I didn't bet it, so I don't really care. I just, if they're oh. going to lose. Uh, if they're going to, sure. the Valley's going to lose, then that's going to be, um, let's see. Oh my 59, 58. Look at Ben Jacobson working. How about that? Going to bounce the top seed. 430 left in the second half. Down 59, by one. 58 Bradley. Yeah. Love it. Minus 430 on a money. Love line. it. Who Bradley. is Bradley? Yeah, They're minus, minus 430? 430. Oh, take Northern Iowa. Up oh. one with four and a half minutes to go. Take Northern Iowa right now. That's value. That's big value. Take Northern Iowa. Hell yeah. Ben Jacobson in tournament settings. The guy's a wizard. Phenomenal coach. Mm. Uh, um, all right. Let's let's just think this one through here. We'll come up with something. What's next on the rundown? So Boston, Atlanta, Denver is the current leader in the clubhouse. Boston, Atlanta, Denver. Okay. Home teams, all decent favorites, all minus $2, basically, minus 194, Denver. You feel Boston. better about Sacramento than Atlanta? Um, I just, I'm nervous about the Clippers. Like, I'm just nervous about. What do you, what, look at their last four games. What are you worried about? Yeah, just who plays. Like, they, they don't play their full complement of players. They're bad. I mean, yeah, I guess it's, I guess, yeah. Sacramento's really good at home. Yeah. Sacramento is 18 and 12 at home straight up. Money's coming in against Phoenix and Chicago. Yeah. So it's driving it. It's driving it down. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So that's why I took, I took the Suns out. Right. Cause the Suns are on my other parlay on Friday uh, on the, the Friday parlay. Oh, the Friday I'm parlay. Better to book parlay, it. parlay. Yeah. But that's, you know, Lakers, Charlotte, Atlanta, Perry Dacus, what is going on with you? That's <laughs> he said. Lakers, Charlotte, Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> Charlotte's a dog. I know he's not Money paying line. attention to the show. <laughs> yes, he is. He's doing it for fun. The hell, John? What are you doing? It doesn't. It doesn't have Sonic. There are no rules for this. There are no rules. This parlay. We can do whatever we want. There's no rules. Number of teams, how big, dogs favorite, doesn't matter. It's just we're taking eighty dollars and betting it, and then whatever. If we win. We'll bet it again on Monday. Whatever that money is, if we turn 80 into, you know, 120 or 160 or 210, whatever it is, we're taking that number and betting it again. The only rule is we're betting the full amount no matter on whatever odds we want to bet. We're just trying right. to win. doesn't matter if it's dog money, if it's two-teamer, five-teamer, doesn't matter. Just trying to hit a parlay. Money line parlay. Boston, Denver, Sacramento is definitely a decent bet. Whitrock, that's... Okay. Atlanta in there as well. The only, I like Celtics and Nuggets. Atlanta is my question. Boston, Denver, Sacramento. Let's see what that is. Boston, Denver, Sacramento is plus 134. We good with that? That gets us closer to the, uh, to the number faster. What, what number? Plus 134 gets us. Uh, I'm not trying to get 10,000. No, we're just trying to turn this into a dime. That was yes. the first goal. Right. 
Let's just right, turn 80, this into a dime. Right, 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's only so. taking four more bags, just so you know. It's only going to take by this time next week. Yeah. This will be go. We'll have a dime. We'll see. All right. Let's go to uh, the one hockey game that you're wearing, Vegas and the in the yeah. New Jersey Devils. Who do you like tonight? New Jersey is the best road team in hockey. Vegas at home has been very good. Um, This is going to be a good hockey game. You surprised? You surprised that, what? that the number is no. what it is? I'm actually, it's lower than I thought. I thought Denver would be, I thought the Devils would be a bigger favorite. Are you serious? Yeah. No. I I guess I just don't. I you don't, don't buy the it. Devils? I, I I mean, the game should be pick them. I, I, I put up minus 110. Oh, South Point. Chrissy put up minus 110 both ways. That's perfect. That's my number. Oh, Circa's at minus 110 as well. Okay. Now we're we're there. So is Vandal, same thing. Um, yeah, that's the number. Um, I don't know who's going to win. I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I like, like under. I like New Jersey. Yeah, under most, most likely, but Jersey's scoring. I know, right? That's my, I looked at, I looked at betting this and it kept me off of it because <sighs> what New Jersey's doing, they're scoring. What do we you, do with the, uh, I they're coming off of a, they're coming off of a seven, five win over the avalanche. They beat the flyers seven, nothing. They beat the Kings four, three, right. like they're scoring. <laughs> like it's betting an under with the devils is nerve wracking. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I don't, I, I don't like, I don't like anything about this. Um, fun game though. Hell of a fun game. I got offered tickets to it, but I'm going to the weigh-ins instead. Weigh-ins at four 30. Yeah. You know, time is going to end. Wayne's are at four. Four o'clock till four thirty. No, <laughs> no. They never start on time. They always go. And they always are. It's a pain in the neck to get in. They always start late. It says four. Probably will start at four forty-five. Get over at five thirty-six. Have a turnaround. Go all the way back here. Back here. Grab Madeline. Come all the way back. No. Too chaotic. I mean, I you're no. right there. I know I'm right there, but it's just too much. I said, thanks. I passed on them. Right. Just too much. Go to the fight tomorrow night. Give me down. I don't want to be in that building back to back nights. Because tomorrow, oh. Saturday night is such a, I mean, Saturday is such a long day. It's so fun, but it's such a long day. Right. Four to one, 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. It's a late night. It's a long day. Whew. Um, it's a long day. I, I'm leaning, I'm leaning devils. So I'm gonna pick a side. I like the Devils too. Yeah. All right, let's do better to book it. Yep. First bet: Indiana State laying two and a half against Belmont in the Missouri Valley Conference. This game will take place right after Northern Iowa takes on Bradley. Indiana State, the Sycamores are red hot, nine and one over their last ten ATS. They're sixteen and five in conference. Belmont is eleven and eight and one. Four, five, and one over their last 10. Belmont beat Indiana State on the 22nd of February at home by one. They were laying two and a half in that game, didn't cover. ISU played yesterday. They annihilated Evansville. They have a game under their belt, as we're seeing with Northern Iowa. It matters when you've played on the court before. Easier to get momentum rolling in the right direction. Sycamores, minus two and a half. Better than booking it. Bet it. Yes. Yeah. I think bet it. So my NBA play, which I never bet overnight NBA, Uh but I did bet this one. 
The Denver Nuggets are tw- the Denver Nuggets are 21-10 in one ATS at home. Hmm. Memphis is 10-19 in one. They're 14-21 in one against the West. Uh-huh. Yes, they've covered three games in a row, but that's the Rockets, the Lakers, and they beat Denver at home by 18 points last week. Revenge spot for the Nuggets. They're 28 and four straight up. I laid five and a half. Number went to five this morning and then bounced back up to five and a half just a little while ago. Yep. Betting and are booking it. Somebody not playing? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, Big Honey plays every home game. He always plays. Right. Um, I like Denver. Oh, there goes the, the they moved the, the Sacramento line. Is Sacramento in the in the in the parlay? It can be, yeah. Sacramento's in a parlay. Okay. Put it in now because right. it's going up. They're, they're, they're jacking this thing up. They're watching the show. Guys, thank you again for watching the show on Roll Call Friday. We talked about the money line parlay. Now you can move the number. Move the <laughs> damn number. Go ahead and do it. They're doing it. It's eight and a half, nine. Here it goes. Look, look. Okay. Look, it's a boom. Three times. Three people right now from eight to eight and a half. Eight and a half to nine at Circa. Guys, Celtics, appreciate you. Celtics, Clippers, Nuggets, um, Nuggets, and Kings. Kings. One early, two late. Eighty buggy. So that's okay. So on that, it's same, right? Yeah. Okay. It's we'll turn it into a hundred. It'll turn it into a hundred and eighty-seven dollars. Oh, man, Bear Bear Mullins just sent a text and said, um, "Enjoy the fights tomorrow." It's atmosphere that buildings. During a big pay-per-view card is otherworldly. Yep. Um, and then he put in his request for the intern. Um, he he wants to be our intern, <laughs> and we get an intern credential in with us as well. So I don't know if you want to take off both days of work for that, if you're allowed to, Bear. And plus, you got to text me what uh, what you want for the lid. You got a lid coming, oh, sir. Yeah. You know, custom lid. So base color. I hat. mean, shoot. If if we turn and this into hat. a dime, I'll buy. Uh, I'll buy twenty hats. I'll, I'll just buy hats with it. Let's buy everybody hats. We'll start giving them out. Yeah. <laughs> I just sent two out this morning. Another a couple requests. I sent out two. I was at the post office. She goes. She goes. Boy, Dave, you really you you sent out a bunch of hats a lot recently. Is the show growing? I said, oh, you have no idea. I said you have no idea. This is great. I'm going to hopefully see you at least once a week for the rest of the spring because mm. we're going to set this thing up where you can make your request and, mm. and get your hat made Yeah. Um, as long as the kid keeps doing it. All right. One, one more parlay to give you. Yep. Celtics minus 10 and a half. Suns minus five and a half. Hurricanes. Going too line. fast. Hold on. Celtics minus 10 and a half points. Okay. Yep. Suns minus five and a half points. You don't have to lay that. Now you can lay three and a half. I know, but I laid it. I bet it overnight. I bet oh, you already night. put this in. Okay. Yes. Go. Go this ahead. Is, go. This is the, the, the Friday. Don't bet parlay parlay. Fair. Celtics minus 10 and a half. Suns minus five and a half. Yep. Hurricanes puck line. Plus 648. Hurricanes puck line. Mm-hmm. Against Hold the Coyotes on, on the road. They're down in Arizona. Uh-huh. Tonight? Mm-hmm. And they just lost. Had a busy weekend. Otherwise, they, we could go right down there. Go to just, the mullet and pick up. They just lost to the Knights, three to they're two. They're going to win tonight. 
They've lost three of four. They're fr- they, they are mad, but they when they were hot, they went 4-1, 4-1, 4-1, 4-1 tonight. Hurricanes. Locked down. Um, damn, son. Uh, the Suns might get we'll me. Get you. Uh, Suns. Does it? Well, why is that number going down? Why is that three and a half now? No, they're wrong half the time they do it. <laughs> they bet the they bet the Sixers yesterday. Butchie the bookie uh was texting me. This means playing, you know, blah, blah. And I said yesterday on the show, I don't give a shit if he's playing or not. They're gonna lose. That worked out okay for the book. This might work out okay for us. Um damn it. Hurricane's puck line, huh? Huh? Can't do it, won't qualify if you do the money line. Yeah, I felt much better about it on the money line. Yeah, you, I mean, if you're watching, guys, you want to play this, play the money line. You don't have to because it's just my own stupid rules. It plays, it pl- it, it still pays okay if you use the money line, right? It's like four fifty. Four and a half to one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm worried about that one. That feels like that's a low scoring game. The, the Hurricanes are perfectly content with playing a game where they score four and hold the other team to one. Right. Four. That's what I mean. That's why I, don't, that's why I thought I'd been in the under, but the Coyotes also can give up a thousand goals at home. True, <laughs> so true, true, like, true, they're true. They're a true. horrible hockey team. True. You're right. You're right. Um, so, all right. I'll book that one. Obviously I do it every week. Yeah, when, of course. Yes. We do this parlay thing and <laughs> I mean, you hit it, but I'm most of the time I need to hit one. Two out of three. So one thing I'm not hot in, I'm not hot with the parlays. I'm hitting everything else, but I'm not hot with parlays. College basketball has been good. Hockey's been great. Parley says not. Sports Grid, have a phenomenal weekend. Thank you for being a part. I didn't Hopefully get you guys. Text. Are we done? Yes. We got the touch. Sports Grid? Sports Grid, yes. We'll do a favorite thing about today on the other side Sorry, for you guys yeah. who are okay. live on Twitter and who are live on YouTube. Don't move. Mm-hmm. Monday, show number 300. Be with us on Sports Grid. Have a great weekend, everybody. If you guys live on YouTube and Twitter, don't move. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? $299. Yeah. $2.99. The, the, the video that Farah did, um, now that we're all sports good, we ain't got no time. Farah, if you want to queue it up and, and put it on for the people that haven't seen it, we got a nice crowd here. I mean, that's hat tip, <laughs> Good standing stuff. ovation, whatever you want to call it. Um, two takeaways from that is one, 
we've done a pretty good job of getting people on the show and we really appreciate everybody that's come on the show and will continue to come on the show because I think most of the people that have come on have gone, those guys are pretty fucking pretty, pretty cool. Like in this brigade thing, they're interacting. They see the chat. Um, it's By the fun. Way, uh, just breaking news. Breaking jo- news. John Jones weighed in at 248. Zero uh, gone, 247 and a half. Okay. That's that good. I mean, that's really interesting. So I thought John Jones would come in way heavier. He's going to be heavier. You told me that. No, heavyweights don't cut weight. Yeah, but he's going to guarantee he weighs, what, five to ten pounds more tomorrow? No. No? Heavyweights don't don't gas up. Okay. They don't cut weight. There's no benefit. You, you Heavyweights can be any weight except 267 or higher. They're okay. going to be under 265. So, so he's, he's 20 pounds. right weight. That's all right. He's 20 pounds lower, but so is Sarah Gone. They both weighed the same, which is fascinating to me that they weighed the same. That means Cyril, they wouldn't see what he weighed against the Ngannou fight if he weighed that much. Because that seems light for a heavyweight. Man, Either that fight's going to be. Before you continue talking about weight, the two things take away from the video is one, the people that have been on the show, and two, yeah. The amount of laughing that we've done. Seriously, on show. right? Like seriously, like yeah. it's been, it's an absolute joy when you're in a, having one of those days and then you come in, you enjoy the show or personally we're having one of those days and we both had some of those days <laughs> where we come on and we go, oh, this is good. Like, thank God I get to do yeah. this show. And thank right. God we got so many people here watching the show. So um, the, the amount of laughter. And then the other best thing about today is that this is the end of reading week. Oh for, my, YouTube, um, huh? Oh. Yeah. So we've had reading week. Yesterday was Tacky Tourist Day. Dress up like Tacky Tourist. And Kendall said, I'm not doing that because I got nothing tacky. I'm like, this is this this kid knows. <sighs> but today was Friday. Guess what today was at school? Wear a hat day. Any hat? Any hat. That's great. Wear a hat day. And I was joking with her last night. I said, do you want me to bring all the BVB hats to, to school tomorrow and the kids can all put one on and we'll have oh, wow. a whole classroom That'll be cool. of BVB hats because I have a lot of prototypes made like right. this and I have a bunch of them. And she's like, no, I'm not wearing a BVB hat oh. for hat day. She took it very serious. What she, she wear? picked out the perfect crisp hat that she likes. She wore all the brown. And she wore the L.A. Dodger model, beige, brown model with the black stuff working up top. And I was watched the care and the excitement and thought that she put into wearing the hat. And I thought, what the fuck have I done? (laughs) This kid cares about her hat game as much or more than me. These kids know everything. It was absolutely amazing. So that was uh, that was a lot of fun already well, today. Be, be thankful you weren't with me because Madeline went for went to school yesterday. It was dress up as your favorite character in a book day. That was Wednesday. Yeah, it was Thursday. It was Thursday yesterday. Yeah, I had to send my daughter to school with a Yankee hat on. It was a really hard deal. Who's your favorite a, character? The Annabelle from um her from the Percy Jackson's novels. What? Annabelle wears a Yankee hat. She's from New York. 
So I had oh. to stomach my own daughter. I, that's why there's no pictures. Did, didn't mention it. Nothing. Oh, she came, she gave it to a kid when she was walking out and she gave it to a kid right in front of me. She's like, here, she just gave that away. I was like, thank you. I was like, I appreciate it. Didn't that. even bring it home. Didn't bring it home. Just handed it and said, goodbye. It was great. It was like, see you later. It's like exactly where that goes. She's like, I'm sorry. So I know you, I know you didn't want me to do it, but I, she was like, I, I, I had to wear it just for the, the, the day. I was like, that's fine. So it was, it was all good. So yeah, yeah so we're sorry. done. Um, couple of quick ones before we let everybody go on this. Uh, Josina Anderson is reporting that the Dolphins are open to all options at quarterback, including moving on from Tua. Of course. So, well, that's <laughs> hello. I mean, <laughs> moving on from Tua is wow. Uh, my favorite thing about today is that I can't, this is why moving to Vegas for me was so cool. Like the things that I, cause when I moved here, the golden Knights weren't here yet. Right. Raiders weren't here yet. Right. T-Mobile was built, but the Ra- the Knights hadn't moved in yet. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have Allegiant Stadium. The UFC is what we had. And coming in and going to the events and being a part of watching an event where the world watches Vegas. Like when we're watching sporting events and we're watching this press conference yesterday, Madeline was watching it with me and they're doing all of the sky shots of Vegas. Yeah. And he looks at me and she's like, we live in a pretty cool city. And I was like, yeah, we really do. Yeah. And these are the events that reminds me of like the places I used to live and how I would dream about watching on TV. Oh, and I'd be sitting in Alabama or Virginia or, or Nebraska or Iowa or New Hampshire. And like all these places that I have lived that did have nothing, nothing like this. Did you, did you say Connecticut? I didn't hear you. I didn't. I never lived in Connecticut Monday, Monday night, Joyce and Vinny. My, my Connecticut aunt and uncle, we're going to dinner. They're here. They're coming to Vegas for one oh. night. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, so I will have Connecticut stories come oh. Tuesday. Oh God. Tuesday is going to be fun. Oh, I, I, I get to go ahead and tell you all about what Connecticut is all about. Oh, my boy. family from Connecticut will, will come, have in. To come meet these people. <laughs> the, my oh. uncle Vinny married me. My uncle Vinny is, is the dad I never had. Um, I looked up to him for years and years and years forever. He's just an incredible person. My aunt is a saint, literally like she's unbelievable. I 100% am going to have to come by. Oh, you should come down. Yeah. You should meet them. Uh, Joyce and Vinny are, are, are the best people I've ever met. And they shaped me for every summer. They knew I was having a tough childhood every summer. They took me for two weeks and I spent a ton of time going to Playland in New York, Rye, New York. If you guys know the movie big, where he goes on the boardwalk, these are the people. These are the people. These are the, these are the people who raised me in a lot of ways. How I how I got really. I was into golf, but oh. then Vinny really got me into golf. Um, yeah, just saviors of my of my youth. Yeah. Is in there, and they've never been to Vegas. First time ever coming to Vegas, so they're in California right now for the wow. weekend. They're gonna come before they fly back. They're gonna stop. They're gonna drive to Vegas, stay here, and then fly back Fantastic. out of Vegas. So we're gonna go. They're staying at the Venetian, and so we're gonna go to dinner at the Venetian on Monday night. So. I am very excited for to see them, but it is my Connecticut roots people that I'll have stories on Tuesday. So <laughs> we'll be able to rip, rip Connecticut even more coming up on Tuesday. Guys, thank you for being here on Roll Call Friday. This has been a ton of fun. This is always an awesome day. Big thank you to Zach Doctor from Wager Wire and Nick Kalakis from Circus Sports. Yep. Fights are going to be a ton of fun. Here's the thing, okay? Dave and I are going to be with, Dave's going to be with me. I will be in the Discord channel chat on Saturday night during the fight. Okay, so if you're watching UFC 285, Dave and I will be up in the crow's nest where the media sits at T-Mobile. He'll be next to me. So Are we allowed we'll, to do a Twitter spaces while we're up there? 
well, you really can't. It's so loud you can't even. Oh, hear okay. You won't be able to hear nothing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, we, okay. We can okay, step okay. outside of the hallway and potentially do it, but it's better to be on the Discord channel and have into a Discord channel chat conversation just with text on the Discord okay. channel, posting pictures, taking questions, and whatever live betting opportunities and however however we are because we'll okay. be ahead of, we'll be ahead of the feed ahead of the feed, so we'll be able to tell people if they want a live bet coming up for that. So that'll happen tomorrow night during the fights prelims. Not the early, early, but the prelims in the in the main card will be there in person to watch UFC 285. Farah, good job today, man. Nice job with both double guests. That's great. Dave, Matt, thank you for being here, Brigade. We'll 300, on Monday. 300. 300. Not showing my abs. 300, Monday. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>